all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Morning. It's time for some real talk. Tiempo para una conversación real. I got a quick topic today. Hi, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Body of Christ Real Talk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is in your city, in your state, in your nation. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee for a quick topic for today, Tuesday. This is my special quick topic I want to talk about, the special announcement. I want to get into some real talk. Christians, I want to talk about the body of Christ, something that's been kind of bothering me with uh, my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Uh, This is not so much of a rant or this is not so much of a rebuke because people might say, who am I to think I can rebuke somebody? No, this has something to do just something I have been noticing. Uh, in a in a few of the social media outlets. Okay, let's start with the let's start with this, and uh, I mean well, and I say this all with love, church, to my uh, my Christian brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. I say this with love. When I tour. Facebook and YouTube. This is going to take about maybe 10 minutes, hopefully 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to try to get through this, but this is what I got to say. Uh, when I when I take a little visual tour of Facebook and YouTube, because I, I, you know, I check it out. I put my website on there. I put my episodes on there, different things like that. And I very, very lightly, I might conversate with uh, Facebook and chatting. I don't get into that much. You know, I don't stay on Facebook a lot. I just browse and try to keep updates on things and, <clears throat> and participate in certain things that I think need. Just, just I can put attention to and it's worth participating in. Very friendly, very Facebook friendly and stuff like that with certain ex-friends or <clears throat> Old acquaintances I grew up with and stuff like that and all that jazz. Well, anyway, I notice when it comes to the the Christian aspect of Facebook or the believers or the church goers or you know like that, and uh, and YouTube, there's a lot of criticizing, putting down. And, uh, you know, things like that, Christians against Christians. Uh, some I wouldn't say so much bad talking, but it's a lot of uh, somewhat degrading or putting another so-called believer or a believer in Christ. I mean, let me just say this. 
I know it's people that's on Facebook that claim to be saved and believers like that. I know that I have no idea if they saved or not unless I just sometimes talk to them and see where they got their foundation and proof of salvation based on. You know, that's the only way I can know. So just I'm just put it like this. I'm going to put it in a situation where just say they are saved. And these are believers in the body of Christ. These are my sisters and brothers in the body of Christ. I'm talking to the ones that's really saved, you know, and call themselves Christians. They are really saved. I'm talking to the church. And I go on certain websites. I might even join certain groups and stuff like that, which is a good thing. We need the fellowship. We need to strengthen each other. Strengthen each other. We need to learn how to uh, rightly divide God's word. We need those things. But what I'm finding is a lot of criticizing, a lot of complaining, a lot of griping, and a lot of people always trying to correct someone because they don't agree the same way about certain doctrines. Okay? I'm going somewhere with this. But what I, yeah, this is what I am seeing, and it's not really pleasing when it comes to the church and the body of Christ. We have enough issues already with the outside world and, uh, and stuff like that, you know, and things that goes within our lives and our daily lives already to be just always criticizing, trying to correct each other all the time. Now, there's a time for everything, as the book of Solomon talks about King Solomon. There's a time for everything, you know, even correcting and rebuking, if you want to call it that or whatever, uh, just getting things straight or trying to get somebody in the right line. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a time for that. But I, I notice a lot of the believers on these social medias are pretty touchy. And some can be pretty abusive. And I'm not going to say foul, but they just sound angry sometimes. Why a lot of us believers are so angry? And I got to look at myself sometimes, you know, you know, and, and check myself. But I, I noticed that, you know, it's a lot of anger and a lot of putting down, a lot of criticizing other believers. Let me let me let me make an example. Let me give you an example. Uh, you have the so-called and I consider myself one, too so-called dispensational teachers out there or believers. And I believe in a dispensational teaching. I believe in a mid-acts. You have different types of mid-acts. You have traditional uh, dispensationalists and everything like that, you know. And you have uh, right dividers and whatever. You have, you, you have different names for different dispensational believers. And I think that's a, 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 one of the issues with a modern saved, if I can say traditional Christian, have a problem with dispensational teachers. And uh, I believe one of the problems is because some of us can come out kind of arrogant or I'm not going to say narcissistic, but somewhat because I'm I'm not going to go there, but we can come off sometimes arrogant or think we just know it all or always or like robotic, like we can't even have a normal conversation without trying to correct someone and trying to critique everyone. And sometimes you can get that from a lot of the grace teachers sometimes, you know, 
what I see online anyway. I don't know what you're doing in your personal life, but what I see online anyway. And that's a red flag with me, you know. I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that, but you know when you you when you when you do that you might come out as arrogant or too pushy to a traditional Christian. Now, what do I mean to a, a, a traditional Christian? I'm talking about a traditional denominational person that's really saved. I'm not talking about a church goer now. I'm talking about a traditional denominational Christian person that's really saved. Now, let me not get into labels because I don't like labels myself. So let me correct that. A saved person that's in the body of Christ that goes to a denominational church. Let me correct myself because I want to sound, you know, I, you know that sounds too, uh, the way I said that, I don't like that. That goes to a denominational church. That's what I mean by traditional believers. They are saved. They are going to heaven. They believe in the death, burial, resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ. They are saved based on that. Now, a lot of us used to be in those type of denominations, whether it's Pentecostal, whether it's, uh, you know, it's Baptist, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, charismatic churches, independent churches, you know, for gospel, you know, whatever like that, or former Catholics that's now really Christians now, you know, they're out there. And we all, not, not we all, but a lot of us and some of us still do go to a denominational church. This is going longer than what I thought. And, uh, Sorry, but uh, that's what I mean by traditional churchgoers, traditional believers. That's what I mean by that. That's, that does not rightly divide or don't know anything about how to rightly divide God's word. But they are somewhat sincere in their belief when it comes to the teachings of, you know, the doctrines and the Bible and God's word, whether it's the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, etc., or the Old Testament, they still have strong beliefs in that, but their beliefs might be still caught up in the Israel kingdom program. Okay, I'm trying to trying to keep this real clean. <laughs> keep this real clean. Okay. Where I'm going with this is us grace believers, what I mean by grace believers, I'm just going to say the mid-acts. First of all, let me put this out there. I believe in the mid-acts format, but I don't like to be labeled a mid-acts dispensational Christian. I don't like to be named. Do not label me as that. I don't care what group or, or whatever I'm in. Don't call me a mid-ex believer. Don't address me. You must be a mid-ex believer. I, I think that's arrogant, and I think that's just that's just not right. I'm a believer. I understand the concept of mid-ex, dispensational, rightly divided. I'm for that, you know. I don't like to be labeled that as a name because when you start labeling people in a certain name format, that you are no, that that's no different than being in another denomination to me. You know, you might disagree with that, but that's no different than being in another denomination. In other words, uh, my denomination is the mid ex believers. Your denomination might be the old traditional dispensational believers. You know, you might believe in X2. You know, the mid ex believe between the middle of X9 to up to X13. Then you got the other ones that believe in dispensation in X28. All of them got different names. You got the hyper dispensationalism or you got the ultra dispensationalism. Those are labels. 
see, when it comes to dispensationalism. Those are labels. Whatever label you are in or whatever like that, that's up to you. But I don't like to be labeled that way. I don't want my Christianity and my walk with Christ based on a name. You follow what I'm saying? Based on a name. My name is Joseph Brownlee. I'm a child of God. I am a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe in the teachings of Paul. I believe the teachings of Paul, Romans 2, Philemon, is for the church today. I believe the body of Christ was formed between Acts 9 up to 13. It started growing. It started transitioning. I believe in that kind of a not so much middle. I believe in the uh, the, the formation of the body of Christ. I believe the Apostle Paul is the Apostle for the Gentiles today. I believe all that. So I have that that somewhat of mid-acts believing, but I don't like to be labeled that way. I just believe biblically that the body of Christ started in Acts 9-13. to But don't label me as a mid-acts believer. I understand what you're saying. Now, we can say it among each other. When it comes to mid-acts believers, that's okay, I'm with that, but I still don't, I don't like to be put in no group and in no bottle because I'm a child of God, you know, I'm an ambassador for Christ, first of all, okay? But what I'm what I'm going with this is we need to be careful when we're talking to a, a traditional person that's really saved. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal really saved you know you know and his belief of salvation he's saved because we can't say because people don't believe like us or rightly divide they're not saved no that's and we can't say that only god knows only god knows if i ever say that get me get on me for that because it's wrong you know these are our brothers and sisters in christ and only god knows who's really saved. even some dispensational rightly dividers might not even be saved god only knows you know, we know how, we know the way of being saved. Yes, we know the right way to correct God, you know, divide God's word. Yes, we have been taught that I have been taught that. But we must not forget when we online, whether it's Facebook, whether it's uh, YouTube. And we are conversating among each other. Remember, even if you have groups that only allows mid X believers you know and you're specific in that group who you want in that group that's okay I get that that's okay because you don't want no false teacher or nothing excuse me my sinus I'm sorry in those groups I get that 
But even in certain groups like that, you're going to have certain botches sometimes. You're going to have certain people that's young in the faith. What I mean by that, they're new to rightly dividing or they just might be a new Christian. And this is their first time hearing the gospel rightly dividing. They just first time hearing the teachings of the Apostle Paul is what we're supposed to put our foundation on Romans through Philemon. It's their first time hearing that, okay? So for the newbies that's in those groups and when they come into those groups they might not understand a lot of things you know and, and certain scriptures and you know about rightly dividing and different things and the fellowship of the mystery and different things like that they need to grow in that because some of them are still babes in Christ okay that's in these groups follow what I'm saying. I hope you follow what I'm saying. I ain't trying to, you know, offend no one, but sometimes I, I like to be transparent. I like to be real talk. You know, if you can handle real talk, good. If you can't, you know, just turn off this podcast because that's what I bring here at this podcast. If you listen to it, I bring real talk. You might not agree. That's okay. You know, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here for disagree, but I'm just saying what's on my heart. And what I'm finding is some of these platforms and some of them that I just joined is a lot of bickering and a lot of criticizing and a lot of trying to correct someone if they don't believe the same way. And I find that kind of wrong and it could be somewhat abusive to some people and some of them might even leave the group, you know. And I'm talking about real beliefs because it's too much bickering. It's, it's too much trying to correct and stuff like that. And some of these people ask questions and you get a lot of different answers. And some people uh, argue back and forth, you know, different things like that. That's too much bickering, church. You got the outside world, whether you believe it or not, looking at that. They find a way to get in these groups regardless. You might not think you can have your rules, and I'm for rules and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But it's still others that's going to be in that group that still got a traditional belief and they're learning and everything. We don't want to run them away because they're still uh, young in the faith. They're young in the mystery. They're young in the fellowship and the mystery. We want all men to understand the fellowship of the mystery, what's really going on with love. And my point is where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm always going further what I wanted to go because I just feel, I just have so much more to say than what I thought. We must not forget to put emphasis, first of all, on charity, on love. We are ambassadors. Love is the first thing we need to put out there when we're talking to each other, you know. It, sometimes it's, it, you need to correct. Because there's a lot, also it's a lot of misunderstanding when you're typing. There's a lot of typo errors when you're typing and stuff when you're on, you know, f especially Facebook or even Twitter. There's a lot of typo errors and people can misunderstand what you're saying. Also, there's times when, you know, somebody might say something and you might think it's the one that you was chatting with said it. And then you, you get offended and all of a sudden it's everywhere on there, man. I know those things happen. Those are you know, social media and those type of era. It happens, it's better when you're talking face-to-face, -face, I know, but we're in this social media world and, uh, <clears throat> you know, big tech type of world right now that this is the way we communicate sometimes. So we're going to have a lot of type errors or whatever like that. But <clears throat> what I want to get out there, and this is what I want to say, and I'm saying this with love. I try to say everything with love because... 
We must not never forget. We need to edify and build each other up as a church. But what? Never, never forget why we do that. We do that so we can win the lost. Let me say that again. We do that not only for ourselves to suck up all this incredible, you know, you know, knowledge that we are getting from the Holy Spirit now. That's finally teaching us how to uh, rightly divide God's word and learn the Bible the correct way. We are learning this not just for ourselves. We're learning to get this out to the lost world. We are ambassadors to get this out to the lost world, to tell, to reconcile them and tell them about the good news of the death and burial of Jesus Christ and what he done for them on the cross. Now, I understand we're not, not going to agree on a lot of things, even as a lot of us so-called grace teachers, you know, like I said, I don't like to label myself like that, but for the sake of clarity and understanding, us so-called grace teachers, we're going to disagree on certain things, even in the body of Christ, we're going to disagree, but not to the point that we start shutting each other off and kicking each other off groups and everything. Now, I can see if it was extreme. And there were people was just cussing and stuff like that because I'm not for that, man. You got to go with that. You know, I'm not for that. I understand that. But if we disagree on, I would say, minor doctrine, all the Bible is important. All the Bible is inspired by God. No doubt, you know, no doubt about that. But sometimes we're going to disagree on things. We can disagree. We can agree to disagree without losing love and calling names and calling each other a false prophet or a false teacher because I disagree or you disagree, you know. Now. I hope you you trying to help you get in what I'm saying, church, because I'm talking to the church now. I'm not. I, I might not. I might have some people on here that's not saved, but I want you to listen to this too. You know, and if you're listening, this is not the but the church of the Bible I'm talking about. This is some areas that we 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 do. You go to the book of the uh, the Corinthian believers. Paul had to come down on them very hard, but he done it with love. The, those Corinthian churches is everywhere, you know, but he had to come to them. He had to teach them with the love. He rebuked them strongly when they was really out of line. You know, they were still into the gifts. They were still in, they was abusing the tongues and stuff like that, you know, because that was something they, you know, they was very immature in. <laughs> okay. So let's put that for today. You have some grace believers that's not uh, traditional Bible believers that might be in these groups or we might talk to personally, you know, another believer that's really saved that still believes that tongues is for today. You got some uh, believers that's your brothers and sisters in Christ still believes in baptism and water. You got some believers that still believe in tithing. You got some believers that still believe you have to dress a certain way. You got start certain believers that feel they they don't they they don't they can't wear makeup or some women that feel they can't cut their hair. These are not you know uh, uh Yo, the so-called mid-acts or the so-called rightly divided dispensational believers. Sometimes they have never even heard of that. Or if they did, it, it sounded like a cult because it was never brought to them right. You know, and maybe it was brought to them by arrogance or some just a narcissistic way as some grace teachers, you know, or it could be... You know, we could be, we could seem kind of stuffy sometimes. Like, you know, that's all we know. We sound, we could sound somewhat robotic sometimes, you know, when we talk to another believer that don't know the things that we know. 
it could bring a certain arrogance, that's what I'm saying, to us if we don't catch ourselves. So, you know, when we're talking to another Christian, now I'm not talking about a church, you go, I'm talking about another Christian that's really saved, only God knows. We can't assume that person not saved because they don't know how to rightly divide or they're not part of uh, our so-called mid X groups, which I don't like that name. Uh, not, not the mid X, but putting in a group in that bottom because I'm not I'm in no, nobody's bottom but I get it and if they're not part of our little quotes or status quo they're not saved who am I to say they're not saved all you have to do is talk to them if they believe in the death burial resurrection of Jesus he died on the cross and they believe that in their heart they're saved whether they confess it openly or they confess it in their heart, God knows they are saved so therefore when we talk to them let's loosen up sometimes when they start talking, it's going to be a time when the Holy Spirit will lead us to try to lead them to the right way with love. Some will listen, most won't. Okay, let me say that again. Some will listen, most won't. Okay, the ones that's really just hard and don't want to change their ways, leave that alone. Let God deal with that. Okay, let God deal with that. Okay, he knows how to deal with them. Let's go to the next person. But let's not just kick them to the side because they still are brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, if they believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, they might not even know or even heard of that scripture or church. It's up, I mean, of that verse, excuse me. It's up to us to say, wow, so you believe Jesus on the basis of that. Here's the scripture to help you to prove that. Because some of them never even seen that. We have to learn. We have to learn how to be ambassadors. Sometimes we might be fathers to some. We might be mothers to some, you know, in the female aspects, in the male aspects. We have to be careful, okay? We must do all things in love. Now, I'm not saying it because it's easy. It's not. It's not easy. But when you learn how to rightly divide and you learn your position, in the, uh, in the word of God, you know where you stand. You know about Romans through Philemon. You know that Apostle Paul is your apostle. Some people can take that as you not read, you don't believe in the whole Bible. Some people can take that as you excluding Jesus' earthly ministry. We have to be very clear to people before we just throw it out all in their face like that. We have to be clear that Jesus is the number one. Jesus is the teacher. Jesus is our savior. Okay, but he had two different ministries, his earthly and his heavenly ministry. We have to be careful because we are, even though some people might have been saved for 10, 20, 30, or 40 years, they never heard of this. This is new to them. Some will listen and most won't, but they still are brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? All right, we must still love them, but we don't have to be with them. We don't have to agree. You know, we can agree to disagree. But if it's really... Now, let me let me say this. I'm not talking about the ones that believe they don't believe in the Trinity and they don't believe in this. They don't believe Jesus is God or anything like that. Yes, I question their salvation because if you're not believing that, nine times out of ten, you're not saved. And I'm not talking about them. That's a whole new different teaching. I'm talking about believers that don't believe like us. They don't. They don't. They don't know the fellowship of the mystery. They never heard of rightly dividing. They don't understand the concept of dispensationalism. Okay, we need to lighten up. We can talk among ourselves and strengthen ourselves you know something like that but when we talking to a new convert or some old convert is just getting into this and, and finally their eyes are opening to this we have to be careful 
and we have to spoon feed them first, okay? Saints, we have to do that. That's what I want to get out there, okay? So watch that. Excuse me. That's what I want to talk about. That's my topic for today. You know, I went over, not overboard, but I went a little long, went a little long on that, but it was very important for me to get this out there, okay, church? I love you all. This is all in love. Grace believers, and I'm a grace believer too. I don't go around saying, okay, my name is Joseph. I'm a, I'm a grace believer. I just say I'm a Christian. You know, you're my brother. This is what I believe, okay? This is the way that I believe what the Bible is saying. We don't have to force it on no one. We just try to spoon feed them. And as they grow, then we start getting deeper and deeper into certain things and the mysteries, you know, because we all grow together. You looking at you looking at the Apostle Paul. You look you uh you compare his teachings when it came to uh, Romans and First Thessalonians and Galatians. Those are some of Paul's before he went to prison. His teachings, you know, he was getting a lot of things revealed to him by Jesus slowly but surely over his twenty-five years. He was getting things revealed from Jesus from his heavenly ministry. Okay, and the reason I'm saying this because I know I have a lot of people that's not saved yet are on the fence, might not know what I'm saying. You know, a lot of deeper teaching is connected to dots, but I'm just trying to make it clear for the layman, a uh, layman believer or want to be believer <clears throat> in Jesus heavenly ministry now when you go to his prison ministries his prison teachings or his prison doctrines when it comes to Roma through Philemon you notice in the Ephesians Colossi, Colossians Philippians Philemon first and second Timothy which is the pastoral uh, teachings of the Bible you know you notice it's more advanced those are the ones that's really into the faith now because he even expands on that in those books when it comes to Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, First and Second Thessalonians. Those are more advanced for the for the believer to grow in. So therefore, we don't send a new believer or even an older believer that don't know about writing divine straight uh, to those. We let them grow through Romans and stuff like that for whatever. But I didn't come here to teach. I just let you understand there's a difference in in, in the growing when it comes to rightly dividing or the teachings of the Apostle Paul, okay? So all I have to say, with love, just be careful, saints, you know. Uh, I'm sure it's not pleasing. If it's not pleasing to me and a lot of other believers, what y'all see them on saying the same thing about the bickering, it's, it looks it looks childish, you know. And I understand that, you know, some things just look childish. I know it's not pleasing to God, you know, because his main concern is for the world, for all men and women to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. They must be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. But remember, charity. Never, let's not forget charity. Let's, it's okay to talk about other things. Uh, grace teaches. It's okay. You know, no, we need we we need to understand what what is okay to talk about. It's okay to laugh. It's okay not to be so serious sometimes. I'm not saying everybody's doing this, but some some grace teachers are so tight and they so grumpy looking. I could look them on YouTube and I said, man, I, I, I this person seems so grumpy and tight. You know, it, because they know a lot doesn't mean they are walking in love. Let me say that again, because we know this knowledge and some teachers that's teaching this grace teaching and rightly dividing, which is the correct way. The mid-ex teaching to me is the correct way to teach uh, dispensationalism. But some of them seem so grumpy and they don't seem they walking in love. They seem like they don't do it in love. And when they teach on there, they teach to other, seem like they're only teaching other 
uh, grace believers, which you should. The church is believers. Yes, I understand that the church is the body of Christ. We need to build each other up, but, but always remember, you know, we still have to get out there. We have to be ambassadors and bring and reconcile others to God, others to Jesus Christ, and, and you know, and slowly but surely with love, tell them about the fellowship of the mystery before we get too deep. They need that, okay, so let's just watch that sometimes. I'm not mad at nobody, nothing like that, uh, you know, when I rent doesn't mean I'm mad at you, just some things I'm not pleased with, and then I look at myself, I go back to my past, and I'm going to do that podcasts. I'm going to say, okay, I need to change on that, you know, because we need to change certain things. We struggle with a lot of things. We struggle already, you know. We're not perfect, okay. We're complete, but far as perfection, this body will never be uh, perfect until we get our new body. So we must understand that. Let's do things in love. Let's not do in charity. Let's do things in love, even when we're trying to correct our brothers and sisters. Some of them, it's not. You know, they, they catch things slowly and they still, it's hard to get out of a traditional way of thinking. You know, uh, <clears throat> you know, you go through Peter and all them. Peter had a struggle, though, listening to Paul. So he understood Paul had a different teacher, but he still struggled. Galatians 2.11 told us uh, some things that Peter done in Galatians 2.11. Please read Galatians 2.11. Well, Paul had to rebuke Peter because his hypocrisy. His hypocrisy caused other followers, even Barnabas, to almost go with him because of his hypocrisy. So we must watch that and everything. Some people are still going to be calling their traditional ways. Doesn't mean they're not Christians. Doesn't mean they're not saved because they don't believe like us. It just means they're called up in the denominational way. And we need to spoon feed them and get them out of that with love and patience. With love and patience, okay? God bless you all. This was my word and my announcement for today. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I hope you understood everything what I was saying. I do this with love, and you know, and that's that's what I do here. Body of Christ, Real Talk. You know, when I talk to you all, I talk to myself. What I teach, I learn, and what I learn, I teach. I said in the connecting the dots. What I teach, I learn, and when I learn, I teach. You know, so it's all with for me too. Okay, not just for you all. It's for me too. God bless you all. Love you. Bye-bye. I'm going to leave you with my famous, famous baby laugh. Now, this is love. Love you all. God bless. <laughs> Peace out. Bye-bye. Adios. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.